hey, I didn't see you there. I'm Dan Selke. I'm the host of uh, Take the Black with Daniel Roman over there. And we are the, both the editors on winteriscoming.net. And this show is the show where we talk about all things House of the Dragon, Star Wars, robots, space lasers, um, sci-fi, fantasy, movies, TV, etc., and so forth. Everybody, welcome to the party. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Julie. And hey, Daniel. How are you doing today? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good today. You know, it's been a while since we've talked about things like robots and space lasers. We've been all about the dragons lately. So yeah, uh, I had a nice little pang of of joy when I heard you just do that intro and talk about oh, yeah? all the space lasers we will discuss today. Uh, but I, I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, it's getting a little cooler here in Chicago. So I'm wearing yeah. ugh, I, 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 I've been trying to like um, to not have to wear layers i'm really against layers that's yeah. like a, a sign of the impending cold but i broke down today and i'm wearing an undershirt which means that there's no going back nice. and it's like 50 something so <sighs> yep. no more flip-flops I feel that. no more single layer garments it's um yep. sweaters and tent sh- proper shoes from here on out that's yeah that's where we are now the watch begins i i've had mm. to i put my I begrudgingly put my sandals up on the shoe rack uh, this week because I just were past the point where it's comfortable to wear them. Sometimes <sighs> there's a surprise, like weird spike, you know, like an October weekend where it's just like 70 for no good. Well, not no reasons, you know, because the planet is slowly boiling like a tobacco in a yeah. stock pot. But um, that can happen. And I'd be happy <laughs> with that. Yeah. So uh, definitely this is the weather we're just going to talk about the weather for 50 minutes today so it's really compelling to it is i wonder what the weather is like in westeros Ooh, i bet it's not winter you know nobody's really talked about the seasons at all in in this new house of the dragon show they are not concerned whether winter is coming i mean surely there's been like a winter in the like 15 years we've covered at some point but i mean like there's winter it comes it goes it's fine yeah, you know, I kind of want to call some shenanigans on that. How have we seen 15 right. years go by and no one's talked about winter once? What are you, what are you doing there, House well, of the Dragon? Well, they're the south. It, it, realism. It, it doesn't hurt them as oh, much Oh, that's the true. South. Only the Northerners really care. That's true. And we'll get them later. Yeah. Um, but what what's up in, in, <laughs> in the wide world of Westeros, Daniel, beyond the weather? Uh, beyond the weather, what else even matters? No, just kidding. Ratings probably matter. House of the Dragon is just continuing to kill it in the ratings. Episode six was up 3%. Oh, shit. Yeah. So um, HBO, good job. Because clearly people like uh, this show you made. I want to be a cynic. Yeah. Oh, be a cynic. What's your I mean, cynical hot take? I, I want to be. It, it, it's resisting me. I, I want to be a cynic and say that it, it, the ratings <laughs> can't go up the entire season. They have to come down at some point. And my cynical take this time is maybe the, all the people who are thrown off by the time change won't come back next week. But I keep being wrong. So maybe you can just go up the entire season and bigger than it ever has been and just continue for the entire show until the series finale in season three or four is the biggest episode of our history uh, in, the, in the history of TV. Well, that'd be cool. And Jeff Bezos cries bitter tears into his into his coffee. Is it wrong to take schadenfreudic pleasure in the way House the Dragon is beating the Rings of Power? Or should we divorce from that? You know, it's hard. I was thinking about this this morning because I like the Rings of Power, but I'm not really yeah, very not gripped good. by it. Uh, you know, we so we have 
we got the screeners this this week for both the next episode of Rings of Power, the next episode of House I of the Dragon. That, yeah. Yeah. My reaction to Rings of Power was, oh, maybe something will happen in this one. That's literally <laughs> what I said out loud when I saw the email. And my reaction to House of the Dragon was, oh, my God, how how can I focus on anything else until I watch this tonight? And yeah, it, it's fascinating. Uh, you know, I want both of these shows to do well, but. Yeah, it, can we take pleasure in House of the Dragon crushing it? Maybe, but will it make us worse people? I mean, that's Westeros. So now, I've always said you just as long as my philosophy is as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, it's okay to indulge a little bit of your less than um socially acceptable instincts. And just okay. my Scorpio rising persona wants there to be a winner in any kind of confrontation. I can't help it. I want them both That's to do fair. well, too. But I also am messy, which likes drama. And I like conflict. And I like the idea that there's two shows going up against each other. And I want there to be a winner, even if I know it's not really the the the, the most harmonious thing for everybody to like love, hold hands and, and love. But I think it's fun. Yeah. It doesn't really hurt anybody. So I'm OK with indulging it just a little bit. And it has been nice to see yeah. the other one uh, smash it. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty fair. And uh, it's kind at this point, I think it's safe to say House of the Dragon is is winning this round of the Rumble. But, you know, about your ratings quandary, your rating cynicism, that's kind of interesting that you say, like, it can't keep going the whole season, can it? I almost feel like the time jumps are going to really work for it in the back half of the season because... There's one more coming. We're going to talk about it uh, on this show. There's one more big time jump that we know is coming this season. And I almost think on the one hand, there was a worry of, will people follow this show through this time jump and these recasts? It's so confusing. On the other hand, it makes it feel kind of like an event because it's like you only get an episode or two before, you know, some big, crazy mind bending thing is going to happen where there are going to be new cast members and a new status quo they've made it work for them yeah yeah it doesn't even matter if if the ratings dip an episode or two at this point because it's just consistently gone up for more than half the season oh some great comments we got cassandra over on the youtube with an excellent name that would um suggest prophecy Will they cancel next season of Rings of Power because the ratings for Shippers bad? I believe they already okayed it and they're already making it. So that one is happening. I do wonder if they regret it, but um, it, it looks <laughs> like that one is going forward no matter what. Julie is, isn't decides if she likes House of Dragon more than Game of Thrones. I think that is a little bit too early to call. Just, you know, not even let's go first season first. But I mean, yeah, yeah. God, I, I never... I, I, my mind is blown that it could be a competitor. Like, I'm very happy about that. I, I wasn't sure if it would even come close. Um, as Jackie says, only watching House of the Dragon first, Rings of Power, and I was interested in so wait on watching. Yeah, that's fair. And as Nicole says, House of the Dragon is my favorite series of this year into the most recent episode. Ooh, that time jump, great transition. Ooh. So Nicole did not like the time jump, threw me for a complete loop. It felt like I was watching a totally different show. I'm hoping it wins me back over in the upcoming episodes. So that's a good thing That's to start off because this is definitely the yeah. biggest thing they've done so far that has been i mean the biggest risk i mean daughter yes, uh niece absolutely. niece uncle date in a brothel not as big of risk as uh swapping your actors mid-season not in terms of retaining viewership yeah yes it's it's, it's, it's definitely a, a bolder move now maybe it's because you and I were just so primed because we knew about it. We knew exactly who was going to be replaced. It's hard for us to kind of look at it with like an objective or an, an unsullied perspective. It, it works nice. for me, yeah. but because I knew it was coming so thoroughly that it worked for you. Although there were things that I thought 
I mean, th- that threw me a bit, but overall, I guess I was so ready for it. It didn't really bother me. But it's, it's interesting that, that, that it did bother Nicole, that it threw her for a loop. I wonder if that's common. What do you yeah. think, Dan? What do you think out there? Do you think it's common? Do you have any friends who were like saying, I didn't enjoy it either? Most people that I've talked to have enjoyed the time jump. I could totally see Nicole's perspective. And I'm sure, Nicole, that you are not alone. I'm sure a lot of people were confused by it, too. But most people I've talked to were a little confused, but also just like, oh, my God, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I can't believe what they changed. So more like (laughs) intrigued and confused as opposed to confused and turned off, um, I think is the slightly more common reaction that I've seen. But again, that's only in my limited sphere. Cassandra says she was fine with it without reading the books. So a lot of it's going to come down to taste, but I do think Nicole's point about it almost feeling like a different show. I could, I could see that a little bit, as, does, especially yeah. because yeah, it, it, the dynamic really changes a lot when you have adult Rhaenyra and adult Alicent kind of wrangling their own individual families. You know, I miss, I miss Patty Considine when he wasn't all, all old and the getting keeper. left behind on the stairs when, when he wasn't the crypt keeper. Yes. It'll be fascinating to see how people take to that throughout the rest of the season. And then obviously season two is going to be a totally different ballgame without all these time jumps, presumably. I mean, and, and the jump should stop. Like, they're not going to replace Renee or Allison again. Like, they're on their set. No. They're good. I had one friend the other night who told me that she was liked this better and she hasn't read the books or anything like that she's been watching hot d as of course we call it my f- circle of friends because nice not. very nice and um she said that i am back on the hot d train because i liked it more that now that they're adults <laughs> she was more compelled by it which is interesting yeah. to me. i have seen some different reactions i've seen people online i have spoke who said they were confused by it i've seen folks who said they loved it they were really like the new stuff yes and it's hard to parse it out I mean, obviously, generally speaking, it's it's going over well. There hasn't been any kind of giant backlash. But yeah, of course, some people who aren't acclimating as well as others. And are some like my friend who apparently like it better because I guess they were looking for a more yeah. less teenager versus teenager um, conflict. Yeah, which is which is fair. I think, you know, Game <laughs> of Thrones had the teenager versus teenager conflict, but it was never it was rarely teenagers in isolation. Like it had so many characters. It, it was multi-generational generational in terms of having characters of different ages so that it didn't feel like we were exploring teenage drama the way this did where it specifically there's a thing about you know these two teenage girls their relationships i could i could see that um someone maybe being more compelled now that we're in adult territory and things are presumably going to get even juicier i am looking forward to this next one i want to watch it i'll, I'll, I'll I'll talk later tonight. Uh, let's see. As Nicole says, I really in, would have enjoyed a whole season with the two younger female leads. Young Renee and Damon had so much chemistry. It was unreal. That is true. Yeah. As I agree. Maggle Rebecca says, time hop was expected, so it didn't bother me at all. They made her very convincing, but it was weird to her softer and the queen more hard. I liked it, though. I agree with that. Yeah. I did think I bought older Rhaenyra more than I bought older Allison, as in, t- which is to say continuations. of the I characters. Accept, yeah. I, I like, I, I, yeah. I felt like the new Rhaenyra was, was the older, was the younger one grown up. And I, I didn't really have to do any mental work to get there. Older Allison was so much more strident and was so much more aggressive that it did throw me a little bit more. 
But I acclimated yeah. pretty quickly and I did like the episode. And as Marty just says, these time jumps are ridiculous. So, you know, there is a diversity of opinions, yeah. a plurality of opinion going on here. Any uh, standouts for you among the new actors, Daniel and everyone out there? Which one of the new actors, whether it be someone playing an old character or a brand spanking new character, stood out to you? I mean, I think um, I really liked Nana Blondell as Lena Valerian. Ooh, um, I wish good, we yeah. had more time with her, uh, which the showrunner, Ryan Condal, said he wished that we had more time with Nana Blondell as well, sure. Lena you know, they're telling such a broad story. They have to keep moving. Yeah, she was probably a standout. Lainor was a standout for me. John McMillan. He was good. I liked him, yeah. I'm just going to list all of all of the recaps because they were so good. Well, that's cheating. Yeah, Olivia Cook, Emma Darcy. They were all great. Yeah, no, I think Lane is the standout for me. She's the one I'm going to come back to. How about you? I mean, it's weird because at, at once I'm the most thrown by Allison Olivia Cook. I also thought she gave the best performance. I think Olivia Cook was really, really yeah. strong. I mean, she just kind of There's radiated a reason so this, many people this... are talking about her. Yeah. Like she, she really held that episode yeah. down. Like just her also. We, okay. I should, I should read this because in our small council, Ooh. Sabrina Ooh, read thing. R- gave the best take on older Allison. I'm just going to read it. This is a preview of a post going up in a couple of days. Okay. This is Sabrina. She's on the CW Spiral podcast. If you're into She's, that as well. Very intelligent watcher. Uh, here is this woman who was told by her father that duty comes before autonomy and agency. For herself, she's seen that play out for these past 10 years. She's married her best friend's father for the sake of her family's upper mobility and because she was left with little choice. Then you have Rhaenyra, who's doing her duty, yes, but is also flagrantly violating the laws of marriage and succession in full view of king and country and is unapologetic about it. I'm going to keep reading. It's going on for a minute, but I swear it's going to get good. I mean, it's already good. It's going to get even better. <laughs> Everyone knows Rhaenyra's children aren't Lainor's by blood and that their biological father is Harwin Strong, and yet no one will say anything. So you have Alicent watching child after child be born, and she's expected to stay quiet about it because, God forbid, Rhaenyra be held accountable for her behavior the way every other woman is. It's driving Alicent up a wall because it flies in the face of everything yep. she was told about how her gender moves through the world. Last paragraph. But the thing is, Rhaenyra's treatment by her father is that of a prince of the realm. She's his heir. Her place in the social hierarchy trumps her gender in ways Alicent will never be afforded, regardless of the fact that she's queen. That's power. Yeah. It's holding on by a thread only because Viserys refuses to acknowledge that he, what he knows to be true, but it's power nonetheless, and it's a threat to Alicent's understanding of the world she lives in because if it's possible to defy the rules of their society, then she did actually have a choice to marry Viserys, and she chose wrong. Oh, I thought that was so good. That actually did really help oh, me get Mike drop a bit of a grip on on older Allison. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's yeah. not just that she was like sort of nice and now she's awful. It's she's having like this existential drama play out. Yes. Um, kind of it, w- w- like watching Rhaenyra be so brazen. And I just really like yes. that. I really like that a lot. So that helped me. That and, is so on point. I do think that that the actress looks doing a great job. And I just love that description that, yeah, it's, it's, it's not just that Allison is mean. It's that her conception of the world is being kind of like attacked on all sides by the very existence of these kids who like, we, we all know what they are. Like everyone can see it. Am I taking crazy pills? That kind of thing. So yeah, that helped me. And I'm fully on board for what comes next. I mean, I don't, did you have any uh, comment, Daniel, on any of that uh, screed? 
Yeah, I think it's absolutely on point in terms of Alicent uh, feeling like her worldview is being attacked. That's I I'm if I remember right, one of the people attached to the production did talk about that at one point, how part of the reason this just gets under Alicent's skin is because she has not had the free pass to live her mm-hmm. life the way Rhaenyra has throughout sure. the show. So, yeah, having her worldview kind of challenged in that way, because it's interesting, right? Because Rhaenyra is not actually doing anything untoward mm-hmm. to Alicent um, sure. for Alicent to be this upset. You know, there's the question of the succession of what she would do to Aegon and his brothers if she if Rhaenyra assumed power, et cetera, et cetera. But Alicent, it clearly gets under her skin on a personal level. So, yeah, Sabrina, I think she definitely hit that that nail on the head. I, I can't wait to see. You know that these accusations are not going to stay whispered for long. So I'm very excited to see how people like Viserys react when people actually out say these things outright, because it's going to happen probably sooner rather than later. I liked uh, Nicole's comment, too, that Allison is jealous of her nearest freedoms and power. No one likes a jealous, bitter woman who thinks they know better. Knowing this doesn't make her any more likable <laughs> as a character, unfortunately. See, maybe this is just me, but I've I've always when I'm watching a show or movie or anything, I'm always less interested in like, do I like this person? Then am I interested in this person? So for me, if I yeah. can like understand what makes a character go, I'm in even if they suck. So that's why I'm kind of interested yeah. in Allison. And I think Kristen Cole is just a garbage character. It doesn't make any sense to me. But so that's kind of where I come from. Can I ask you a question? You, Daniel, and, and everyone else out there. Someone asked. What's up? And I, I, think you've, I think they've gone back up. Um, someone at, someone said, it might have been Nicole, said uh, they wish there had been a full season of just the younger leads. Do you think we should have had that? Yes. Because I've gone back and forth. You do. Ooh, explain yourself. Show your work. I don't. I don't, actually. Oh, you don't. I don't. I think on the one hand, I can totally see why people want that. And I think it makes sense that people want that because the younger leads were so magnetic. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, this is a story. One, the time jumps are clearly working from a buzz perspective because it's it has generated <laughs> a, an sure. enormous amount of buzz, this stuff. Get that money. Story, get that money. Storytelling wise, though, this House of the Dragon is telling the story of the Dance of the Dragons, right? So the civil war between House Targaryen branches. If we got a whole season of the younger cast members, we wouldn't get to the the dance until like season three. And I think that would be taking too long to get into the meat of the story. So I can understand why they did it this way, even though I think a lot of people wish there are just different things we all wish we could have gotten more of. Uh, whether that's character relationships or the younger actors yeah making the hard the hard choices creatively what what do you think i agree with you more or less and i mean so one of my little like idle hobbies is and i i i i, I always do this um with like any show i watch or book or whatever like if it's if I like it, but I have some issues. I like go in my head and I'd be like, how would I change that? What so would it kind I of like did a little, a little, I mean, I frankly, I love yeah. doing that. It's, it's, it, 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 it it's yeah. good fodder for my job. Yes, it is. And I have some things that I've changed that I've, I've written up how I think they should have been Christian Cole differently, but I've been trying to figure like, could they have stretched it out? Could they have made it? And I never got anything. I never got anything that worked because I agree with you. Like I do. Yeah. 
just kind of knowing where the story goes and where they have to get as fun as it would be. I don't think it, it would have been the right call to have a full season of the younger leads because they do have to get to stuff that's coming up to kind of get into the meat of the story. I, 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 I think yeah. it was the right call as maybe like even like one other episode, I think would have been too much. I, I would have liked a few more scenes here and there of different stuff, but I, I don't Same. think you could really, Same. really have a full season of the younger people and like make it out uh, the other side, having told the story you actually wanted to tell. I, I don't think it would have been possible, but I get the yeah, impulse I, and I tried. I tried. <laughs> well, think about it this way. So if we got a whole season of the younger leads, where would the cutoff have been? So so the events that we're seeing are still basically the major events that lead up to the Dance of the Dragons. So if if the younger leads time got stretched out, that means that one of the things we've seen already probably would have had to be the end of the season. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like what yeah. would have been a season finale that we've seen so far? The wedding? Like dress game. That's just yeah. okay, but it's Tournament. not. Yeah, it's not going to be as good as like basically a coup which starts the dance of the dragons I mean, which is what have, we're going have to you see. watched the crown i mean the season finale and those are like a bunch of british people in a room being quiet and polite to each other but like someone is a little bit intense and things get awkward like you can do it yeah just um it, it, you it, can. it, it, it might not fit the the game of thrones ethos yeah they've got a difficult kind of balance to walk between substance and spectacle and we've seen how that can go awry in different ways. So, yeah, it's tricky. A lot of the people in the comments are saying they, uh, Christian saying, I agree. One full season of younger cast members. Yeah, Jackie saying, yes, full season of younger leads. But Julie agrees with us. Yes. Well, and Julie is, is into Fire and Blood. It, this is a tricky thing, too, where I wonder how that is divided between book readers and non-book sure. readers because knowing what we're working toward it's like yeah full season sounds great with the younger mm. leads but i want to see blood and cheese and i want to see all these other things that we know are coming versus you know people who haven't read the books where it's just those younger leads were so great i love to watch them i wish i could watch them more well an important comment from uh mohammed uh Akrad who says hi dan selkie hi oh that is an important one <laughs> um, I think you had one other point you wanted to make. Something about dragons? Something about dragons. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about dragons for a sec. We know, and this is from like comments from the showrunner from George and stuff before the season aired. We're going to see nine dragons this season. There will be more next season, but we've met six so far. Can you name them? Caraxes, Cyrax, uh -huh. Sea Smoke, Melees. Right. Vagar and Vermax. Look oh, at and that. Dreamfire. So we've met seven. I lied. So there are two more dragons Dreamfire? we have to meet. Well, if it's not Dreamfire, it's some other dragon. Everyone online gotcha. saying Dreamfire. So I'm sure. going to go with the flow. But even if it's not, that's still a different one. So what do we think the two other dragons we're going to meet are? Any, well, I mean, any guesses? One is definitely Lucerus's dragon, Rhaenyra's second son. Because oh, I know yeah. that gets involved in something. Um, the ninth one, I don't know. Uh, Smaug? What do you think? <laughs> I'm trying to look up the name of Lucerus' dragon. Oh, okay. Arax. Hey, we're going to meet Arax. Because I wanted to know. We're going to meet the other Arax. Ones, the other ones, I don't know. Because Dreamfire is Helena's dragon. Sunfire? Oh, of yeah, course. Maybe Sunfire. Sunfire. Will meet him. Yeah. 
Uh, that's my guess. The most beautiful dragon. I hope we get more Cyrax. We haven't seen Cyrax since like episode two. Um, it's yeah, I think so. I mean, Cyrax doesn't, doesn't really play a giant role in it. We might. I mean, there's a lot of dragons to go around. Nine. Man, right. that is fun. It's fun now that we're getting a little menagerie going. <laughs> now that we're actually going to yes. see like a huge lineup of these things. That'll be cute. Yeah. I'm going to move on. Someone said, like Karen says, they could have shown more of the wedding. I agree, but I don't think you needed a whole other like um, episode or season of the younger cast to do that. Like I wanted more scenes, but not yeah. more everything. Where is Cyrus? She's yeah. around Cassandra. Um, she'll pop up up on shore. Do we see Bela's dragon? New. Oh, yeah. Um, Tebon oh, Kina that's asks, a good call. I guess we could see her too. Moon Dancer, we right? We could. Yeah. Moon Dancer. So that's one. Sounds that, very hippie. That, it's a hippie dragon. Yeah. So Moon Dancers around, but whether we'll see them this season, I'm not sure. You know, they're just like I said, there are two more we haven't seen that we know are coming, and that's pretty Ooh, much confirmed. Nice. So I don't know if Moon Dancer is going to be one of those two, but we'll definitely see them next season, if not this season or season three. It's in the big scene, I think. It's just fun to have like a yeah. whole lineup of mascots, isn't it? Just to just yeah, God. I'd be so happy just to okay, catch if, them all. Exactly. If I'm HBO, I'm thinking lunchboxes. I'm thinking <laughs> backpacks. I'm thinking um, AR games. They already have kind of. Um, I'm lunch thinking boxes. lunch. Who are we what, selling these? Lunch? This do, is a not a kids kid still show. have lunchboxes. Who are we selling, it doesn't matter. He's selling lunchboxes too. weird adults. <laughs> We're selling them to weird adults. Okay. That's fair. I'm They've thinking got lunchbox hoodies. Collection. I'm thinking shirts. I'm thinking um, I don't know. Uh, 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 what else do you have? I don't know. Little fidget spinners or the you know, after the dragons. Are those still hip? I'm just thinking merchandising everywhere. I'm thinking Funkos, obviously. Yeah. H must be so, so, so obviously. So Ooh, that's a good question. Before we move on to the next um, topic, okay, I, I want to read two comments. First, Mohammed on YouTube says, Green team forever. Long live our king, Aegon, the two, and our queen, Ooh. Alison Hightower, the hottest new Danny. Ooh, throwing down the gauntlet. <laughs> I am a little concerned that the greens are coming off as like complete villains and the blacks are a little better. But then again, Sabrina was so insightful about Allison. I'm kind of changing my mind. Uh, So hopefully that'll, that'll improve. But then again, like, you know, the, 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 the the greens have monsters like Laris strong and like complete black holes, like Kristen Cole, like no one's that bad on the other side. So it could be a problem going down the line, but we'll see what happens. And then I also wanted yeah. to read uh, Robert Harris says, I believe I saw you all day. You think they cut Darren because if not, we could see the Sarian. So do you think yeah. they've cut Darren Targaryen, Daniel? Because that is the fourth child and youngest son of Alicent and Viserys. I'm actually not sure. Yeah. So I am not positive. I, what I will say is Darren's <laughs> not going to be in this season. That's Ooh, you're sure what that? I'm sure about. Well, Darren is like the only Targaryen kid who doesn't have a casting listing on HBO's website. So I think it is safe to say we're not going to see Darren this season. It's I've seen people say he could be an old town because he goes there to serve as a cupbearer. That's possible. I don't think it's impossible that Darren's still in the show. Yeah, but we're not get someone. I, I saw this theory and I like this that we might get confirmation next episode of Darren's around. If he's in Old Town and Otto is coming around from Old Town, there could be a good opportunity for a a one or two throwaway lines about, hey, how's uh, Darren, that kid I sent to be a cupbearer doing? 
If they don't, it's going to be weird. (laughs) If they don't at least mention him, it's going to start. It's going to feel like they're doing it on purpose. So I hope they at least mention him or Otto says like, I'm so sorry you lost uh, your fourth child. Darren would have been to grow up. He's so strong, like something so I can stop wondering. Yeah, I think we'll get confirmation this season, whether Darren Mm. is in the show or not, but we're not going to see him this season for sure. Thank you, Mohammed. Yes. Hit the likes, everyone. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, subscribe if you haven't. So one other thing, just before we move on to our next thing, which is apparently some other show that's not this different show. show. Yeah, weird. So there's one more time jump coming. So for for you guys out there who were confused by the time jump, just we're going to give you the heads up now. There's one more that is coming. I saw someone say online today they that it is six years. I don't. I haven't seen that confirmed anywhere. Have you? No, I haven't. I mean, in that case, the guy playing Amond is like 25 playing 14. But um, uh, there's, <laughs> oh, there's yeah, one more coming true. probably between seven and eight. And yes. happily after that, no more. Yeah, presumably. That Kristen Cole's going to be well preserved. Yes, he, he takes care of himself. He dines mm-hmm. on hatred and bullying children. You'd think hatred would like make your skin go bad, but not so. Hey, I don't make the rules. They better give him some white streaks in his hair. Man, that's a good point with this the whole six year thing about Amon. Like that, no way is that dude playing a, a no. fifteen year old because Amon. Like, so Amond's we know like Amon is like eight or nine. Yeah, he can't be older than nine because he wasn't born before the ten year time jump. So nine at the oldest. Six years makes him 15, and there's no way Osfirth from The Last Kingdom is a 15-year-old. Yeah, you and Mitchell <laughs> is uh, not going to pass for 15. Get out of here with that no. 21 Jump Street nonsense. So I I, I think it's a little older than that. He, yeah, he could be that. 18 or 19. He's got that baby mm, face. Maybe, yeah. But he doesn't look that young. So I do wonder you know what they're he hangs out with Kristen cole so he's gonna get the hatred from him and that'll help him you know it'll have the opposite effect on him where it ages him prematurely you think hatred makes you look younger huh okay it depends it it all depends on how you season it i guess (laughs) yes it's so (laughs) that's the important bit the seasoning yes this is a scientific discussion are there other uh tv shows happening um on earth Maybe one or two, one or one or two that might be worth talking about. You know, we we touched on Rings of Power a little bit. It's still yeah. going. We'll talk it's about it a little more in a minute. But there is one that I am very curious about that you have seen that I have not seen. You have I have not seen what you have seen, which is <laughs> I like that line is travel. <laughs> yeah, that that line's got legs. Um, mm-hmm. So Andor um, uh-huh. and I need to preface this by saying you are normally the poo pooer of Disney things and star Wars, but you have been talking up Andor a little bit and saying you like it. So, so what's the deal? Is Andor worth checking out? Yes. So there's this new short show called star Wars. And I guess surprised that you haven't checked it out. Um, I guess not a real fan. So many shows, um, so many shows. (laughs) It's true. It's uh, and I was pretty skeptical ahead of time. It's about a Cassian Andor, a guy from the movie rogue one, which I, I fully fell asleep two in the theater <laughs> I, I did that that literally happened and there was a lot of talk beforehand about how it's a different kind of star wars it's it's grittier it's it's yeah. it's slimier it's it's more there's sex in it um and i was like okay yeah i'm sure disney whatever um i watched the book about the book about fett i was very not terribly impressed 
I skipped Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, fair. This, I watched the fourth episode today. This, this show has a vision of a, like a very specific vision about not just people rebelling against a uh, autocratic empire. Some of the best characters I've seen have been who are working for the empire and are trying to like maneuver oh, inside. Cool. And they're not just like heroes in waiting. They're like kind of yeah. opportunistic kind of ladder climbers who believe in this and want to go further, which I think you can kind of fall short of in a lot of shows where just like you want to like write a villain. They're either going to be a complete ass or they're going to be like clearly have a heart of gold and switch sides at one point. Oh, I sure. like that the characters in this yeah. show, like they're just living their lives and their jobs happen to be squeaking out rebel scum. And I really kind of, I'm really intrigued by that. We got uh, nice. Kyburn from Game of Thrones in there doing a great, officious, okay. orderly British uh, Imperial commander. We have one character. I'm going to look up his name because I, I like him so much. Ooh. I'd uh, just stand by. No, don't stand by. I'll entertain you while I look for this. How will I do it? I don't okay. know. I'll think of something between jokes. now and jokes. jokes, jokes, jokes. His name is Cyril Karn. The names on Star Wars are really weird to me. Cyril Karn. He, <laughs> That's part he's, of the charm. He, he's this like brooding uh, eternally upset imperial, like corporate private police officer who like okay. believes in the petty statism of the empire. And, but he's just, he, he's just so sad about it and so uptight and angry all the time. It's really <laughs> compelling. I, I think he's my favorite guy. There are characters on this Andor show who are not Andor, who I think are really interesting, which I did not expect because okay, Star cool. Wars shows tend to be, or Disney in general, it's just, Oh, that the, the, they tend to be so um, kind of uh, cheap in the way they frame things. And they know that they want to okay. give you the crowd pleasing moment. They want yeah. to make the little endorphins in your brain go w like w wave their hands in the air. Like they just don't care. And this show is taking its time to set up these conflicts to develop these completely new characters. And it hasn't had anything about any lightsabers or you know, Jedi mind tricks or anything. Nice. It's been, I've really been liking it a lot and I'm impressed by it. And I didn't think wow. I would say, be okay. saying that I'm not going to go back and watch one Kenobi probably just, I don't know. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it feels different. Cause like the book of a Fett felt like first, it felt like kind of the Mandalorian, but worse. And then it just literally became the Mandalorian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one just feels like a Pretty different much. show. I, I said it before and I still say it again. It doesn't feel like star Wars at all. And I think it's a, I, I think it's a compliment. Yeah. That that's so it's, really fascinating that disney has had three different star wars shows come out this year and they're all so different so like boba fett like you said like that was almost like a mandalorian stopgap like what other very famous mandalorian can have their own show that everybody loves and he already sells lots of toys so he's a safe bet but you know we can't leave baby yoda out for a season so it, it did basically become the mandalorian season two and a half and then oh, obi-wan yeah. stupid i Bad think obi-wan and andor they're like two sides of the coin for, for Disney's approach here. And I hope they learn from this because Obi-Wan, it was all fan service, 110% a fan service show. Don't need it. What? Don't, don't oh, hate it. Sorry. Just no, uh, don't need it. I don't need it. Oh, oh, you don't need it. Yeah. Well, I don't know that anyone needed it. The best <laughs> thing about it was obviously seeing the prequel characters back. You know, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen were great, but the show 
it didn't have the strength of vision, which I feel like is what Andor really seems to have. Because, you know, a couple months back, we were joking about this, about how Andor was the only one that like had multiple seasons announced way ahead of time. So it's like, what a weird show to like put a bunch of eggs in the basket for Disney. Like this is a show about a random character from Rogue One. What compromising photos does Tony Gilroy have of the Lucasfilm executives? (laughs) Yeah, but but hearing you talk about it, it's like. You know, that was kind of the thing with Rogue One as well. It was a bunch of no-name characters or made-up characters that he really just focused on making a fleshed-out, compelling thing that was different. Like mm-hmm. Rogue One, it's not my favorite Star Wars movie, but it it's probably the edgiest Star Wars movie. Like, sure. it ends with everyone dying. That, that doesn't that happen yeah. in any Star Wars. <laughs> so, yeah, I... I'm intrigued hearing you talk about it too. I'm like, all right, if, if this star Wars show is getting Dan, it must be actually really good. I'd, I'd be curious to hear what you think about it. If you end up watching it. So if you can find time, um, yeah, I recommend it. I will. Some commenters are saying that they're watching Dahmer. You didn't watch Dahmer. Did you? I didn't watch Dahmer. Man, it is, I'm it, torn. It, it, it is popping off. It is popping off. I haven't watched it. I've seen people who are in the, family members of victims talking about how the show was made against their will. Oh, and shocker. that just makes me be like, Oh, I side. I at pretty hard. Ryan Murphy is, ha- has his talents, but um, tastefulness is not one of them. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. One. No. So just a, a, a guy tackling like a, a real story with real victims of real import. I, I wouldn't do it. Also, there's a scene, yeah. but toward the end where Dahmer meets John Wayne Gacy, which it never happened. Never. Okay. That's, that's violent and serial killer mythology. So, so you're saying that this, this person who made that documentary, they saw the Batman. They were like, look at the Joker and the Riddler meeting. That's a good idea. Let's put that in the Dahmer <laughs> documentary it, it's probably cool but um i haven't watched it <laughs> and i sort of object same. to it on moral grounds Same that you summed up my thoughts exactly i had an um, i have an uncle who uh was present uh he worked, at a, he worked in a prison for a uh, john wayne gacy's execution that's fun right whoa that yeah. yeah that's uh that's that is a specific like life thing to have like all right all right yeah. that I that's a murder. cocktail party fact to drop <laughs> I love yeah. over a hard drink Signed, yeah. take the black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Andor, you want to say anything else about Andor before we talk about other shows so. and such? I'm liking it and it's, it's going to go on for a while, 12 episodes. So um, good for it for breaking cool. the mold. I guess maybe you can make a show in a franchises. I'm um, old and sort of tired at times as star Wars and come up with something new. That's awesome. I can't wait. You're, you're getting me pumped. But okay, so aside from Andor, what else are we watching? I mean, that's about. Oh, I'm watching on Hulu the reboot. Have you heard of this? Uh, rings a bell, but I. What is it? I heard about it from the AV Club. It's um, Keegan Michael Key is like the star. It's it's a it's a show about Hollywood, okay. and they're and they're rebooting an old fictional sitcom, and it's just he follows the actors okay. and the showrunner and the the new writer who's trying to make it like a gritty like a gritty reboot of like an old full house style sitcom they're all older yeah and like and like the cute kid who was the cute kid the original is now like a, like a sort of maladjusted early 20 something um and it's That's it's fun. been um i like it it's funny um it has the kind of a uh, dark but not too dark bite that i kind of need in my comedy because I, yeah. I i tried to watch abbott elementary too sitcoms and it's just it's it's nice but i don't know 
I I, yeah. I I need I need a little bit a little bit less nice and just a bit more punch. But I'm liking the yeah, reboot. That's fair. Cool. I've been watching. Uh, what what have I been watching? So obviously, current on the Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. It's decent. I was so mad. Oh, what were you mad about? That stupid twist with the Mithril is Silmaril rock. It ticked me yeah, off. Why like would you either. do that? Why? I understand why a Tolkien scholar would walk off. Like, just you don't need to change it like that. Why would you mesh the mythology like that? Why? Without any good reason. Yeah. So I wonder if that's going to be a a fluke, uh, like a you know, like a con of some kind, just to get the mithril. That's not actually true. But at the same time, I didn't like that either. It felt like. That's one of the things where I felt like the show started losing me because that does feel like taking a relatively innocuous but valuable thing that everyone knows from the mm-hmm. uh, the Lord of the Rings story and saying, we're going to give it a lot more import so that you, the fans, will get excited when we talk about it. I didn't like it felt like weird fan service of the wrong kind, which is a, which is like a dumb complaint to make. It's like respect for the elves and the hops and the dwarves, but also, yeah, yeah, <laughs> respect the elves and the hops and the dwarves. Yeah, the the kickback on that show is unwarranted. It it is exponentially too high. I think I saw someone say that the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power has no redeeming qualities. And I just laughed because like you you can't (laughs) if you actually think that. Yeah, that that's kind of crazy. I've also been watching what we do in the shadows, which is hilarious. Isn't a good show. Yeah, that shows. It's so good. Um, I think I'm on season three. So that's kind of been like a fun uh, background show to just throw on. Uh, totally. It's been really funny. Enjoying it a lot. What else? She-Hulk is still on. That's still a thing. Are you still watching She-Hulk? Did you fall off? No, no, no. I'm still watching just because, you know, Thursday at lunch, half hour, bing, bang, boom, it's done. Um, it's fine. Yeah. I don't know what I would, how I would even have a long discussion about it. It's, 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 it's cute. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's cute. The last episode was pretty much a filler episode. They straight up winked at the audience and said, this is going to be a filler episode. At the, okay, at the fine. Top. You brought it up. That's dumb. Like, it's a sitcom. Like, every episode is just a funny situation. Like, what do you mean? This is no more yeah. filler than anything else they've done. That, that didn't make any... I do not like the little winks. I don't get it. Why? What's the point? <laughs> it's like, when Deadpool does it, it's kind of like transgressive or just like, because it, it's in the middle of like, a, there's no reason for her to do it. I I, I don't get it. I, I don't get that. And I did. And then when she does it, she says stupid things like this is a filler episode. What do you mean? It's just every episode has been light and like airy and nothing. How is this more filler than anything else? So, okay. Okay. So she Hulk broke the fourth wall in the comics. Um, so that mm-hmm. is why they're doing it. And, and in that regard, I'm OK with it. There are times it works for me and times it doesn't. The filler thing was one where it didn't because I was like, OK, that's like, are you joshing me that it's a filler? And then it just was a filler episode. And I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. How is it a filler? episode? Yes. Oh, sorry, I don't want to be too aggressive. Just um, no, no, no. How is it filler to you? And like the one before that wasn't. I think a big part of it is the teases they set up. I think they're kind of shooting mm-hmm. themselves in the foot with these because you're right that each one is its own situation. But like I said, a lot of the situations are relevant in the bigger sense, like either working with um, Abomination, who is a long term MCU villain, um, her dealing with getting transformed, her seeing Wong. 
but yes, they're, they're still fillery, but I think the problem with this one is that the episode before teased Daredevil, and mm. then this episode basically ended by teasing something we already knew, which is that people are out there who want her blood. But like um, Titania so, is part of a long running plot and she played a big role in it. That story progression. That's true. It's that's true. True enough. I don't know. That's just how it felt to me, Dan. What do you want? Is this, is this wrong. a court of me. law? Okay, no, that's it's, it's, it's quite public opinion, which is um, much more dicey. And we got <laughs> much people uh, saying in the comments, Julie is sort of excited for The Witcher coming up soon, which is uh, Blood Origin, which I'm I'm sort of excited to. Uh, we got Christian watching The Quantum Leap, which I do hear is pretty cool. I haven't watched that yet, but um, I just like yeah, the same. show. Um, anything else anybody is watching wants to sound off on before we move on to our final piece? Um, the only other thing I haven't watched yet but we'll mm-hmm. be watching probably this weekend is avatar which is back in Ooh, theaters right um i'm a huge avatar stan i saw it in theaters when it first came out many many times if you haven't seen it in 3d as james cameron would say <laughs> you really haven't seen it as oh. ridiculous as that sounds i actually do agree with him um i put off watching it on a home screen for years because i didn't think it would be the same and it isn't quite the same i mean so it's it's granted it's not the same I, I don't think it not being the same is the same as you haven't seen it like no i saw it i just well, didn't see it the way it's in theaters james cameron talking down to me condescending want my 3d glasses money ain't gonna get it not nah, not nah. okay okay so let's let's have this talk because i okay. i will defend avatar i will die on this hill so at, the reason it's different watching it at home is because an integral element of its storytelling is missing. Avatar is one of the only movies that actually used the 3D in a way that is integral to the experience of watching it. And we're not talking like bullets flying off the screen. Like it, in terms of the immersion of the story, the 3D is important um, uh-huh. and it's in every single scene. So that's why. You haven't no, I mean, seen it, but you haven't seen the the full experience of all of the aspects of it they were trying to convey with the movie. Does that make sense? I It does. And I agree with you that the 3D is used way better than any other 3D as part of this. It's part of the experience, part of the story. Yes. I think a lot of filmmakers like overestimate how much people care about their cool toys and visuals they're using. The story of Avatar oh, is disabled army man gets put into blue person rides b- yeah. alien bird and uh shacks up with <laughs> zoe saldana and then sigourney weaver dies <laughs> like that's the story like and okay. you can get the story whether you watch it on your phone or on a theater i agree you're not getting the full experience yes. that's not the same thing as yeah you haven't really seen it no you really saw it and maybe you'd care if you saw the 3d maybe you wouldn't I bet a lot fewer folk would care than James Cameron or like people in general would expect. I always, I never, yeah, really, really, really quick sidebar. Re- I've got to was fast. We got to get to that lightning round. So I, okay. I used to like watch the the commentaries for Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, back in the day. I had the DVDs. Nice. You don't need I, to I really lower your voice show. to say it. Say that proudly. Okay. It's embarrassing. Um, and there's one bit where they're <laughs> in the library and like they are shooting the characters through this like stacks of books. And the commentary person is like, mm-hmm. we want, we are always looking for ways to like make the library set more interesting visually because we're in there all the time and it's so boring. And I'm like, not once did I ever care about this. Like if, if the story is yeah. good, who cares if there are 
things in the way. I really think I feel like that's part of the reason why the House of Dragon folk wanted to do a wedding, not another tournament. Because they're like, we already did a tournament. It would be boring. Like, no, yes, it wouldn't. I Just agree with do that. what the story needs to get done. It doesn't matter. We don't care about like the visual variety as much as you think we do. So, yes. So I agree with that. Obviously, mm-hmm. at a certain point, it's filmmakers being filmmakers. I definitely think James Cameron is guilty of that, you know, with they basically invented new tech to make Avatar 2. 3D is fine. So he's definitely guilty of that. I So what you said about it being integral to the story, yeah, that's fair. You get the same story. But in terms of how the story is told, it's a little different because half of the appeal of Avatar is the immersion. It's being transported to that world in a way that you can only do with the 3D. And now I will get off the hill. I saw it in 3D. I thought it was fine. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so shall we lightning? We is got it. It's yeah. the time. Okay, um, let's see. I organized these. You ask me first this time. Work. Okay. <clears throat> we have our 20 second impressions of these news stories. Uh, Daniel, this is the big one. 20 seconds on the clock. Hugh Jackman will return as Wolverine in Deadpool 3 coming out September 6, 2024. Yeah, that's super exciting. Hugh Jackman's coming back as Wolverine. This seems like the perfect way to do it because Deadpool breaking that fourth wall. He'll make lots of jokes about it. (laughs) And they have great chemistry, those two. They've had a joke war going back and forth for years. So that's going to be awesome. They're in love. Yeah. All right, Dan. Uh, AMC is making an interview with the Vampire Show. And they just renewed it for season two before season one even aired. Yeah, lots of confidence. Um, Interview with the Vampire. I am curious. I will try and watch this. It's the new TV version of Anne Rice's 1970 classic, um, Interview with the Vampire. Jacob Anderson, Grey Worm is Louie, and another people are different characters. Cool. Um, I I wonder if they're going too hard too fast, because just let's watch the show and see if it's any good at all first. But I'm intrigued. That's fair. All right. Speaking of The Witcher, Julie, The Witcher season three is coming in the summer of 2023. And the prequel show Blood Origin is coming out this year on December 25th. Merry Christmas, Witcher fans. Yeah. Getting Blood Origin on Christmas. It's going to be four episodes. I'll watch it. I'm curious. It's got Um, Michelle Yeoh um, and she's awesome in basically everything. (laughs) And 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 then season three. I yeah, um, I think. They're trying to get the House of the Dragon slot for next year because House of the Dragon and Rings of Power Mm. won't be on next summer. Smart. Smart. All right, Dan. So Game of Thrones alum Jerome Flynn, that's Bronn, he is joining the Yellowstone prequel 1923. Yellowstone is such a popular show, you guys. It's it's, it's one of those ones that's kind of watched by people of a certain age. It's not like a Twitter discourse about it, but it's huge. Um, So this this, this is a good gig. Jerome Flynn's going to be joining um, Harrison Ford and Dame Helen Mirren in the 1923 yeah. prequel. Good for him. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. I skipped ahead of this. Um, That's okay. Daniel, uh, Mini Driver is joining the cast of the Witcher Blood Origin prequel show as an off-screen narrator. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those things that came about when they overhauled Blood Origin in the past couple of months because they just announced Mini Driver will just be reading off screen. She won't appear in the show, but she's a narrator and an actual character who will help tie this show into the present day show. Um, She's basically a story gathering creature of some kind. Good for Mini Driver. Wonder if her older brother, Maximum Driver, will be involved. Okay. 
Next up. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> David, you left. Wow. Wait, I'm reading you this one. I'm reading you okay, this cool. one. Okay, cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I have no idea what this is. Oh, sorry. Um, so yeah. David, <laughs> David Cronenberg is producing a Scanners TV series for HBO. What is that and why do we care? Oh, Scanners is, scanners is great. Um, that one <laughs> gif where the guy's head explodes is from Scanners. It's, it's way around. It's it's okay. a it's a it's a story about um, mutants who have psychic powers. And David Cronenberg is a long, long history. He gets like this body horror stuff from the seventies. He has like Videodrome and uh, and uh, blah, 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 blah. Crimes of the Future. Like really cool filmmaker. I'll watch it. HBO. Come on, HBO. Cool. Give me scanners. Nice. Okay. Um. Sorry about that. Oh, here's a here's um here's another story. Uh, James Earl Jones is retiring from voicing Darth Vader, but an AI generated version of his voice will continue to appear in Star Wars until we all turn to dust. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel weird about this. On the one hand, <laughs> James Earl Jones is the voice of Darth Vader. On the other hand, immortalizing a an actor so that we will always hear their voice as a character feels weird. And like it's poaching work from voice actors. Um, I don't know. I have real complicated feelings. Um, yeah. All right. Good point. Yeah. So the final lightning, the last bolts, may hmm. it strike uh, somewhere safe. So HBO has revealed a the first full trailer for their new series, The Last of Us, yeah. based on the best-selling video games by Naughty Dog. Is this, uh, Dan, so you've played Last of Us. Is this going sure. to be one of the next big series from HBO? I mean, they got scanners. They got the last of us. It could be they're putting a lot of effort into it um, and a lot of money. I mean, I like the last of us. Um, people seem to really love it. I'll watch it. I don't yeah. I think it's too early to tell, but um, yeah. I'm interested. I'll look forward to it. Great pedigree. Great actors. Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, uh, HBO <sighs> Polish. Sure. Bring it. And that is our show. We got some fun sidetracks in there. Avatar talk, 3D, the Vampire Slayer <laughs> books maximum driver because kind of didn't like that one i thought it was pretty bad too but i mean daniel laughed his ass off so maybe just i did i did because it was so bad okay gotcha now, well sometimes yeah you just got to get slapped in the face by a bad joke that's the point of it the point was that it was bad yes anyway for more <laughs> of this you can tune in to watch us every wednesday here at 4 p.m central standard time on the winner is coming facebook page and the winner is coming YouTube page. We're also doing for the remainder of the season of House of the Dragon season one uh, reviews of every single episode in those same places right after they air. And uh, I mean, if that's not enough, you can download us in podcast form wherever podcasts are available, be it Google Play, iTunes, whatever. That's our show. We said what we came here to say. Maximum Overdriver. See you next time. <laughs> Take care, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. 